Hey everyone, this is episode 9 called Ocean Theory of Personality. Sometimes I feel like my mind is sitting in a small canoe in the middle of the ocean, and if the sea beneath me is calm, I'm able to use my paddles to move in the direction I want to go. But when the waves get rough, there's only so much I can do before I wear out, and then the ocean just pushes me wherever it decides to. The ocean here is sort of like your personality because your day-to-day actions are very much influenced by underlying forces, and the Big Five model is a way to better understand how and why. Ocean or canoe are acronyms for the Big Five traits, namely openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Now, even though I've been using the word theory to describe the Big Five, Strictly speaking, it's actually more of a structural model, kind of like how elements are arranged into the periodic table for chemistry. And unlike many other personality models, which were largely invented by one or more people, the Big Five was actually discovered independently by at least four different groups of researchers over decades. Their basic conclusion is that almost every single personality trait in the psychological literature can be measured by one or more of the big five factors. To reuse an analogy, just like how all the different colors can be produced from only three primary colors, almost all of the descriptions of personality fall under one or more of the big five factors. Now let's talk extroversion arguably the most well-known of the Big Five because of how easy it is to observe. We all have that one friend who is very talkative, who loves social gatherings and just seems so full of energy. That friend would be high in extroversion. People low in extroversion will seem much more quiet, reserved and low-key. They feel drained instead of being energized like extroverts after a social gathering and usually need some time to recharge alone. Here are brief intros to the other big five factors. Being high in the conscientiousness factor means being more self-disciplined, focused, and organized. High in agreeableness is associated with being more empathetic, cooperative, and polite. High in neuroticism is a tendency to experience negative emotions like anger, anxiety, and stress. And finally, being high in openness to experience is about open-mindedness, hence the name, intellectual curiosity and creative achievement. It seems at first glance that being high in certain traits seems more positive. Everyone's always reminding us about the importance of kindness and empathy, which is basically being high in agreeableness. The fact is though that our personality is mostly the result of our biology, which means that evolutionarily speaking, Being high or low in each of these big five traits has both advantages and disadvantages depending on the specific situation. That's why I think it would be much more interesting to look into those specific situations and the pros and cons for each of the big five. For example, why being too nice can be a disadvantage. This will also be more easily understood compared to long and dry explanations of each factor. But if you do want to have a comprehensive Big Five report of your own personality, I would highly recommend a test on understandmyself.com. It costs $10 and provides you results with much more detail when compared with the other free Big Five tests online. 
Equipping yourself with a better understanding of your own personality is kind of like upgrading that canoe in the ocean into a speedboat. From doing the Big Five test, I now know the parts of my personality that are holding me back from achieving certain goals and can develop strategies to better navigate myself towards the direction I aim to go. The life advice for me? My personality plays a big part in why I do what I do, and understanding my strengths and weaknesses through the Big Five can help me better navigate myself to where I want to be.